Welcome to another episode of Competitive Edge. This week, we are going to be talking about the League of Legends World Championship uh, semifinals. And as usual, this is brought to you by Esports Bet. Tons of different promotions, but now's a great time to get in. We still have that 50% deposit bonus up to $200, which you can find in the link below. Or you can play along for free with DJT. Start now, go through the CSGO Major, go through TI. You know, everything's coming up at the end of the, the year in Esports. The big time, the most exciting time. And you can play for free and even win real money if you get enough DJT. Again, use our link below. Join the Esports Bet Discord also below and message the mods and they will give you 50,000 DJT into your account. So any way you like, you can play along uh, with Esports Bet. So with that said, uh, I figured we'd, uh, we'd start as usual with our taking a look at how we did this last week. Um, so you got quite a few, right? Yeah, yeah I know yeah. I went on all the underdogs, so I lost lots. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all the first seeds won. So as we look here, there are going to be some older ones in here. But starting with uh, right here, T1 versus RNG, we had a thousand on that, so we got that right. Also, some very good, uh, some very good predictions on first turret going to Dom One in the Gen G match, and also uh, first Herald Eye. Uh, in that same game, both went to Don Juan, so we got both of those right. Got some good money there. Uh, going on, moving on, we got the DRX win. This was the big one uh, because they were at 2.45 and we put 1,000 down, so up 1,400 on that. Um, we did We did try to predict Don Juan, uh, <laughs> Dom won over Gen G just because the odds were crazy, not because I thought. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, was it like know, three point something or something? Three point eight. It was three point like, eight. Yeah, I mean, it almost happened, guys. It like, almost that wasn't happened, even right. terrible to go for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty ridiculous that that was three point eight. Um, but we didn't put much on there just because I thought Gen G was going to win. We also took a flyer on Rogue because they were like ten to one. But uh, otherwise, no regrets yeah. on that. I don't care. Even though it was three zero, <laughs> anytime it's like ten to one, I'll take that. Come on, man. Yep. And the banter would have been hilarious. That's oh, yeah. And then also, as you can see here, we did some live odds betting. This was on the stream, which you can watch. Uh, Doa, Wolf, and I will be back doing the watch parties again this week for both the semifinals on the weekend. By the way, for people who missed that, the mad detail. I feel like we haven't publicized this part enough. Guys, you can still bet on the game after you see the draft and oh, after yeah. like the first blood and stuff. So like yep. if you're like, by the way, if you really are like a, a whiz as to like how like a scaling comp works, you can yep. sometimes even get like odds on the team that's going to come back in the game. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's what we do on the stream too, guys. Uh, you know, you'll hear me talking about the live odds and sometimes we try and sneak in there if we think that, uh, you know, perhaps a, a heavy favorite goes down a little bit early so that we can actually get better odds because... Like maybe Jingdong, that would be a classic team, yeah. right? Brilliant team <laughs> yep. coming from behind. And also, like for Gen G, their odds, as you can see below me right now, are 1.178 for the series. So we're not going to put a wager on that because it's not worth it. But That's way too low. yeah, when it gets to the live odds and maybe DRX comes out strong in, in some of these early games, which they have been pretty strong in the early game overall. And we'll talk about some of the props that we're going to make. Um, that's when that's when this can come. So, yeah, we also had some unfortunate live odds betting. Uh, for DRX Genji uh Damwon Kia games but overall we were way up on the week especially because DRX won and uh we had the a big amount of money on that so did you get wrecked by the game where deft and the inhib happened did you actually pick DRX for that I no I don't oh, think that would have made wait, it wait, even wait. more cruel hold on I gotta look <laughs> Because I want to know DG. that, dude. That, what, did the inhib also deny you that's what I need to know it, uh game two uh win live oh, was odds it? yep 
Yep. That was it. You got, got the, it. The Lord's also stopped you. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, there's an amazing video someone made of all the different core streams reacting to that. My favorite one, Monty, I didn't get a chance to tell you this on some of the insight. It's so hilarious. Is apparently the Korean casting. Because you know Koreans, one of the things they're really good at is acting really shocked, but yes. still being like pro about it. Apparently they were just saying like, why did they make the game like this? Why did the inhibs respawn? Like <laughs> Which is like the most hilarious <laughs> professional caster reaction you can have in the world. I love it. I love it. That's that's really funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, we, you know, at least on Competitive Edge for League of Legends here, we only have a few, a, f a couple matches left, three matches. Uh, there's still a chance, by the way, guys, to do the outright odds. So if you look at this, if you uh, kind of scroll down here, you can just go to the outright odds and you can see the world finals champion still here and right now it's 2.439 to jdg genji is the current favorite at 1.818 uh probably we already took them before didn't we didn't we take yeah, genji I took on them the last before, episode yeah i took them at the start of the tournament uh so we still have 3000 on that at 3.5 odds the thing is genji's odds are going to be a little bit lower just because they're more likely to make it through the final whereas jdg or t1 could get eliminated here in, yes. in the semis 14 to 1 for drx Fuck it, man. We're, we're putting you have to be the biggest deaf fan ever, but again, the we're banter alone would be outrageous, this. wouldn't it? I know exactly. <laughs> Just for fun. Guys. By the way, here's the other thing if you don't know fans. Deft actually does have a Twitter account. So if we win, we will tag Deft on Twitter. And by the way, we'll probably get like a big dick energy award trophy as well, wouldn't <laughs> so be the ultimate alpaca come true story. That's right. Uh so now we're gonna take a look at the the more interesting of the two semifinals and discuss this. The T1 versus JDG. So T1 is currently a, a slight favorite at 1.768 to JDG 2.042. This is probably more of a true 50-50, which obviously yes. makes JDG much more attractive. But after summoning insight, after you know talking to Yamato and Wolf and thinking about it, I actually think T1 is going to win this match. Um, and here's here's why. <laughs> I I think that. The bot lane matchup, because Gumiyushi's champion pool has been so good, and Gumiyushi's individual play has also been a lot better uh, than we saw in summer. And Hope and Missing, have they are not having the best laning phases overall, and that's not how JDG is winning. So I think there are angles here for T1 just to dominate through the bot lane and run away with this event. Um I, I think if you look at the way that they've gotten a lot of these early first turrets uh, as well, they can push really effectively and start getting gold leads early. Now, that doesn't mean that JDG can't come from behind because they're always a dangerous team, as top esports knows, even when JDG is 10k down. But I don't think T1 is going to make the kind of positional errors because they're very good, as we've discussed many times, at reading enemy team win conditions. And so I just don't think they are going to get in range of some of these JDG engages, particularly when you also consider that T1 is probably the second best team at these very, very long range engages, these very long range picks. So they kind of, I think, have a better sense of of how these things work. Now, the angle for JDG is you might look at Kanavi and say, okay, this guy's pathing has been amazing. Owner is not typically known for his pathing, though his pathing in their against RNG, especially in game one, was very, very good. But Kanavi, I think, is the better jungler. Um, 
And it just comes down to whether you believe that JDG can win through 5v5 team fighting or whether T1 can run the, these kind of pick compositions and get early advantages enough to close out the game. I am now leaning more on the T1 side. What do you, what do you think, Thorin? Like, I do think this is like a true 50-50. Like, this actually could be one of the best matches of all time at Worlds. It yep. looks like a great matchup. As you, you sort of discussed on Summoning Insight, it is actually, even though people overuse that analogy, it's the irresistible force meets the immovable object. Like, T1 probably can snowball the game. They're amazing at playing out their comps, like you say. But JDG is the ultimate inheritor of that style of the Moscow Fives, the G2s, the SK Telecom, where if they're down 5K, it's even <laughs> in your mind when you're the team leading. Like, bloody hell. So I think, it, look, it could be a great game for fans but i'm with you like first of all even though the teams i've just mentioned were amazing at that style like you either go down as like the greatest team of all time like those names or that style doesn't work eventually like eventually your team does just pull ahead of you and if it's the right team like in this case a world-class korean team maybe they just win the game the problem is if you play that style and as you say if you like here's the real problem if you think lane for lane if the bot lane isn't going to be that good they're probably going to lose top lane and mid lanes at minimum a wash or maybe even slightly favored to faker as well so to me i actually look at it it's just the angle of their clutch that you're thinking for JDG and they can team fight well. Yeah. So if anything, T1's a team that doesn't have to just straight team fight. They don't have to play that way. If they can get the leads, they can win three out of five. That's all you have to do. You don't have to be better than the team. You just have to win three out of five. So I I think the key thing for me is the odds here. If the odds were like the damn one Gen G series, then fuck it. We roll it on JDG. <laughs> yeah, we just sure. say, let's pray for the team fight gods. But if it's going to be 1.74 for T1, I think we should go with it. It's the team that logically should be leading the game. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we're, we're going to go big because we don't have that. We don't have that many more games left. So, and we have the 50,000 USDT courtesy of esports bet, which we can use to get some winnings for you guys as well. I'm going to put 5,000. I to say as well, here's the other thing I'll add in as well. The difference is, like, some of the T1 players, remember, were here last year. The guys from JDG, a lot of those players, some of them were rookies. Some of them, like, they like their best performance was the quarterfinals. Like, the real problem yeah, yeah. is, because they played Rogue, which, look, we now know was one of the weaker teams in the playoffs, they also got to look exceptional against, on paper, one of the worst teams. So I also feel like there's a world where... Like here's the difference. I don't think T1 turns up and just shits the bed. JDG could actually just turn up and just be just have some dodgy games, man. Just get yep. Pressure, you know. Yep. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and put 5,000 USDT on this. Now there are some props here that are a little bit interesting because I do believe that T1 is probably going to try and push advantages through the bottom lane. That first turret. So first off, for T1, they've been getting a lot of first turrets uh, so far at Worlds. And so we're going to put, let's go with 500 uh, on the first turret of this game, just because I think they'll have kind of a faster paced level of gameplay, and that should be able to get them some of these early leads. Right now, T1 is at 78% of first turrets, and uh, JDG is you know, at 50%, so half of their game. But I just think because if you think about how T1 is likely to play this, I think we'll probably see owner on like Viego and Lee Sin, uh, Sejuani, some of these like early game ganking champions, whereas they might just leave up some of the farming champions for Kanabi, Maybe, probably not Graves, but you know, he might be a little bit more passive in terms of his early game or farming up on some carries. And so for me, I think that means that likely first turret goes over to T1. We may revisit some of these, obviously, especially once we can see uh, team compositions, et cetera, et cetera. 
but that that has been that has definitely been a strong point for T1. I'll throw in one other factor as well. If they ever leave open Caitlin, yes. you can just take that first four immediately, <laughs> yeah, exactly. can't you? It's going to be, ah, <laughs> exactly. uh, like that bet, mate. <laughs> exactly. Um, as for fact, Gen- that's probably the one to do after the draft. If they do that, oh, quickly yeah. rush to the first turret and see <laughs> right. if it's still good and just put it on. <laughs> yep. Or if you, uh, conversely, if you believe in in uh, JDG, once T1 gets a, a, a nice little lead in the early game and you think they're going to come back, that's when you want to hammer the live odds because they'll be better for you uh, for JDG. And we might do that, in fact, in some of these games. We probably will if we see some compositions that we like or that are scaling nicely or provide that opportunity to make a comeback or T1 is is running some nonsense. But T1 has honestly been running like a lot of very different styles of lanes. Now they're pulling out the Heimerdinger Ash, which is another extremely oppressive lane. So Gumiyoshi and Korea have so many different ways to just play super oppressively in these laning phases that that's where they get the advantage, I think, uh, versus Hope and Missing. Uh, if we look head on over and look at Gen G versus DRX, it's extremely hard to find an angle in which DRX is going to win this. Like, I don't even think it's worth the flyer, honestly. This should be a 3-0 for Gen G and a pretty easy road directly into the semifinals. Gen G just, they're the better version of DRX. They're like player for player better than DRX. There isn't a, you know, the stylistic difference like we saw with Dom one isn't there to really exploit, um, to really exploit Gen G. I, I honestly just don't know. <laughs> You know how the how how uh, DRX comes away with this one. Do you have any? Angles? I also think no, no. Here's the reason why there's no real chance, in my opinion, because the other problem is of all the regions, Korea is the region that respects people better than them. It's just that they used to be the best. So the problem is everyone knows this is why LCK can be boring. Sometimes if you're the team that's worse, you just do the correct response and thing and play slightly behind and just hope that it works out. And it doesn't, and then you just lose the game in really boring fashion. So if you think about how DRX has made it to this point, it's by not playing anyone Korean. They were playing RNG in the planes, and they're playing like top esports and rogue. And then they get to the, the playoffs. They're playing EDG, who actually turned out to be a bit of a paper tiger out of the LPL teams anyway. So when they go against Gen G, the team they know are supposed to win worlds, that they know are way better than them, probably kick the crap out of them all year long in scrims. Definitely thrashed them anytime they played them in the actual um, in the actual season. Like I think it's going to be really hard. Just like all the analysis you said is correct, but even mentally, it's going to be so hard to get up for this game if you DRX like if you're DRX I'm sorry you already had a great world's run this is awesome making semi-finals like you surely if you're Zeki you can't believe you're going to beat Chovy and go to the finals if you're <laughs> Kingen by the way I don't think you, if you even dare <laughs> oh, Doran ain't great but if you even it's like the old Muhammad Ali one if you even dream that you did you better wake up and apologize like you know what I mean <laughs> yeah Dom brought up a uh, Dom brought up a good point on power spike today as well which is that um it, 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 Zeka might just get banned his champions banned like I don't think he's be a cynical play. move but I'm amazed no one's tried it yet why is I mean, no one just taking out the Silas and whatever Akali like just get him off the game mate. because I think people didn't want to give them power picks but the thing about it is Genji I think can afford to give up yes. some power picks or leave a bunch of crazy shit up and so why not just take away the Silas and Akali I don't think he's going to win a control a control mage battle with with chovy that is a point dom brought up so i i agree with that like that angle is also really good and and could influence the draft yep um so when it comes to a minimum if you lose some games like maybe you don't start doing that but if they win a game then you just do that immediately don't you and see if you can take away the power (laughs) right um but there are a bunch of props we can make here 
that are that are actually going to be potentially more interesting. Uh, one thing is that DRX has been pretty strong in the early game, and they have so far uh, gotten the first turret of the game um, in 83% of cases, whereas Gen G is only at 25%. Gen G's been pretty slow out of the gate. Part of that has been that they couldn't do much in the Dom Juan Kia series because Peanut was getting owned in the jungle, so they didn't have a lot of ability to take objectives or play aggressively on the map. But DRX has been getting a lot of objectives. They also have 75% of the first heralds to Genji's 33%. Genji really hasn't been uh rotating up very aggressively for Herald uh or for you know first dragon either. They're only at 58%, despite the fact that obviously they have a huge winning record so far at this event. So the thing they, they have excelled in is first blood, which they've gotten 75% of the time. Um whereas DRX is at 58%. So as we take a look at all of these factors, uh, we can do some props here. So I think First Blood, probably to Gen G, they are favored for First Blood at 1.652, put 500 on that. Um, but when it comes to First Turret, again, DRX has 83% First Turrets at this event, and they're at 2.420, so actually extremely good odds. Put 500 on that. And then we'll also do the same thing for the first Herald Eye, which again, DRX is an underdog in spite of having significantly higher Heralds throughout this event so far. Uh, By the so way, another thing to think about just in terms of how they match up is logically because DRX know they're a big underdog, they should be going ham early game like this to try and get yep. any little edge they can because they know the game gets out of control if they're behind. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Genji just hasn't really been interested in a lot of objectives this event. What they've been interested in is funneling farm into Chovy in a side lane uh, while the enemy team takes an objective. And it's been very effective. Like, they don't have to get dragons if Chovy gets, you know, a bunch of three minion waves and then takes a turret and gets all the gold, you know, local gold for himself, right? So there is there is some really good stuff that Genji is doing. But they tend to play a more patient game and really carefully select who's getting the resources and try and maximize the farm on the map and the, you know, taking the enemy jungle at the same time. That's been really their MO this year, but also, again, at, at the World Championship. And right now, I mean, they're still top. They're still on top of uh, the total uh, CS in the game from lanes at 51.9% above JDG. And they are now lower in total jungle share behind JDG, Damwon, and DRX because Genji got owned in the jungle by Canyon, basically. But I expect that number to rise again because there isn't going to be another jungler at this tournament who will be capable of doing that to Peanut. I think Peanut will uh, kind of return to form on some of the early jungle, like kind of, you know, Poppy-esque junglers that he spent most of this year playing. So... Yeah, that's uh, those are those are some predictions. As usual, guys, you can uh, check out the statistics tab on the site and look up some of these stats from for yourselves going through the teams. And this is where you can find those angles like eSports Bet provides you the tools <laughs> in which you can look at and then say, OK, maybe, for example, having uh, having first turret at two point four when 83% of the first turrets in DRX's games have gone to DRX is, you know, probably a, a pretty interesting way to make a prediction. And uh, we'll hopefully be able to get 
live game odds uh, and individual game odds on the watch stream that are better than these because we're not putting we're not putting money on Gen G at 1.1. <laughs> it's too risky. I don't want death to pop off and then lose a bunch of money with very low return. So, any final thoughts on these matchups, Thorne? I would just say the narrative angles the well, I'll leave as the final one. So as I say, I actually think JDGT won with the way those teams have played in the tournament. Looks like it could have been a final also. Like T1 yep. being back in form, everyone's loving that. They're much better than the team that was at MSI. JDG, look, have the cool narrative that they can fight from behind, which is a really unique approach. Usually, if anything, with the Chinese teams, you think it'd have to be snowballing right. the game and be ahead. The DRX one, I mainly just care about the deft angle. Like it would be glorious if somehow he went to the final, was able to, look, it, it ruined Monty's outright bet on Gen G or like four odds. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but whatever, it'd be cool. We'll it'd be story. cool. Like, by the way, it would be one of the great like all-time stories in esports. If you think about all those years later after the Samsung Blue scenario, imagine saying he'd never make another semi. And he, eight years it takes you. And then on the Gen G one, it's just so rare, even with the Koreans, that the real number one team in the world does win the world championship. So there would also be a very satisfying angle of them just making the final. Like, part of me low-key hopes it's actually JDG versus Genji in the final. I think it would just be the I mean, it'd be the number one versus number one, you know. Yeah, and also it's a matchup we haven't seen this year, whereas we, yes. we just saw T1 versus Genji. This is why we need a loser's blood bracket, Riot, please. Like, yes. it would be, I would love to see some more of these matchups. And you know, it's true. There would be something kind of unsatisfying about Genji winning worlds by only beating Korean teams in the bracket. It's also whacking it, yeah. Because <laughs> then so, the other thing so is, weird. even though they'd win and they'd be one of the all-time great teams, people would say, yeah, we never know what would happen again. Nah, whatever. <laughs> it's not their fault, is it? There's no more bracket. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, and it, you know, you have to think, because they just beat many of these teams in a lot of best of threes and best of fives, like they're going to feel very comfortable uh, heading into yes. them again. Whereas... You know, maybe maybe there would have been a, a different matchup that could have created an upset over Gen G or, you know, who knows. But another flaw with this with this format that we may not just we may just get no best of fives from Gen G in any other region and not even a best of three at this tournament, too. The only games they would have played were best of ones against teams from other regions. So I actually hope that it's it's JDG versus Gen G for that reason. But I I, I have been persuaded just to tip tip it a little bit in favor of t1 and that's all right guys thanks a lot for watching uh be sure to subscribe here to the last free nation league of legends channel also a reminder if you're a csgo fan head on over there we'll be doing a competitive edge uh for csgo later this week the major is starting up so lots of new content coming over there so you can go ahead and smoothly switch your focus into the playoffs for the csgo major after the world finals have ended uh thanks a lot and we'll see you next week.